Welcome to the Madison Miller Podcast. Today is Monday, July 3rd, 2023. Today I'm going to recap uh, Thursday and Friday in the weekend's MLB WNBA soccer games and look ahead to everything going on today. We have golf to go over from the weekend, NASCAR to um, news and notes, and best bet. We'll start with baseball. Um, the reason why we have to do Thursdays recap too is because the Friday podcast did not um get saved as my device crashed so I apologize for that so a little bit of a longer show today um Pirates over the Padres 5-4 Tigers over the Rangers 8-5 Royals over the Guardians 4-3 and 10 on a two-run walk-off double by Freddie Fermin, who was a pinch hitter. Yanks over the A's 10-4. Rays over the D-backs 6-1. White Sox over the Angels 9-7. Marlins over the Red Sox 2-0. Jays over the Giants 2-1. Brewers over the Mets 3-2. Astros over the Cards 14-zip. Phils over the Cubs 3-1. And the Dodgers over the Rockies 14-3. And Friday. Cubs over the Guardians 10-1. Reds over the Padres 7-5-11. On a walk-off home run by... Um, Spencer Steer, who um, has been really good for them. Um, Nats over the Phils 2-1. Twins over the O's 8-1. Pirates over the Brewers 8-7. Red Sox over the Blue Jays 5-0. Giants over the Mets 5-4. Braves over the Marlins 16-4. Astros over the Rangers 5-3. Dodgers over the Royals 9-3. Rockies over the Tigers 8-5. D-backs over the Angels 6-2. A's over the White Sox 7-4. Raised over the Mariners 15-4. Yanks cards postponed. Doubleheader was on Saturday. All right, Saturday results. Padres over Reds 12-5. Red Sox over the Blue Jays 7-6. Rangers over the Astros 5-2. Cards over the Yanks 11-4. Doubleheader game one. Twins over the O's 1-0. Phils over the Nats 19-4. Brewers over the Pirates 11-8. A's over the White Sox 7-6-10 on a walk-off error. By Elvis Andrews as um, J.J. Bleday was the batter. And former Yankee Tyler Wade scored the game-winning run. Braves over the Marlins 7-0. Mets over the Guardians 4-1. Guardians over, or Mets over the Giants 4-1. Guardians over the Cubs 6-0. I read that wrong. I'm sorry. Royals over the Dodgers 6-4. Mariners over the Rays 8-3. Tigers over the Rockies 4-2-10. And the D-backs over the Angels 3-1. Sunday, O's over the Twins 2-1, Braves over the Marlins 6-3, Nats over the Phils 5-4, Brewers over the Pirates 6-3, Red Sox over the Blue Jays 5-4, Reds over the Padres 4-3, Royals over the Dodgers 9-1, Cardinals over the Yankees 5-1, Astros over the Rangers 5-3, Tigers over the Rockies 14-9, Angels over the D-backs 5-2, White Sox over the A's 8-7, Mariners over the Rays 7-6, Guardians over the Cubs 8-6-10, and and the Mets over the Giants 8-4 on Sunday Night Baseball. All right, um, there are some day games today with uh, tomorrow being a holiday. Um, all right, so 2 o'clock, Astros-Rangers. Um, Christian Javier, Martin Perez. So the Astros won on Sunday. Um, the Rangers won Saturday. Astros won Friday. So the Rangers have to win this game to get the split. 
Because if they don't, then it's going to make all oh, the Astros are the best team in this division all along. The narrative on the Texas Rangers is going to flip if the Astros win today's game. The Rangers are favored, though, minus 122. The Astros are plus 104, run their 9.5. Overs minus 102, and there's minus 120. Astros plus 1.5 is minus 94. Rangers minus 1.5 is plus 160. It's Christian Javier and Martin Perez on the bump. Um, both guys have seven wins. Um, this is a hard one, but I'm a little worried about the Rangers here, and... The, the fact that they might lose this series. Um, I like the Astros over four and a half runs at minus 106. I just don't think Martin Perez is that good, despite having a 7-3 record. ZRA is 4.28. It's like Astros over four and a half runs, minus 106. Cubs Brewers. Drew Smiley and Julio Terrell will see if the Cubs bounce back from a couple losses against the Guardians. Um, It's a pick em here. Minus 108 each way. Over under 9. Over is minus 115. Under is minus 105. Cubs minus 1.5 is plus 140. Brewers plus 1.5 is minus 70. Pick em on the money line. Cubs favored on the run line um, with Drew Smiley. Um, Julio Tarong has been a monster this year for the Brewers, and he was terrible against the Mets, so I I won't be shocked if the the Cubs close as a favorite here. But I'm going to take Milwaukee at minus 108. A bounce back star for Tehran here. Um, 6 o'clock, you have the Reds at the Nats. Um, an opportunity for the Reds here to keep up. Uh, Luke Weaver, Jake Irvin. Reds minus 120, Nats plus 102 over under 10.5. Overs minus 105, unders minus 115. Reds minus 1.5 is plus 132, Nats plus 1.5 is minus 160. For this one, I'm going to go with... Oh, that's a hard one because... I know Luke Weaver's been terrible this year. Jake Irvin hasn't been that bad. I like over 10 and a half runs, full game, minus 105. Cards Marlins at 630. Let's see how the Cards do after winning that series against the Yankees. Um, And now they face an improved Marlins team. We have Miles Mikolas and Braxton Garrett. Marlins minus 126, cards plus 108, over under 8, minus 110 each way. Cards plus 1.5 is minus 108, Marlins minus 1.5 is plus 155. Um, full game over, I like. Um, 7 o'clock, Orioles, Yanks. Um, Tyler Wells, Domingo Herman, big series for the Yanks. Um, we'll see how Domingo Herman does post perfect game. Um, Yanks lose a series for the first time in two weeks after winning a couple of series in a row against the Rangers and the A's and the Mariners. So I should say a week and a half. Um, O's are favored. Minus 112. Yankees are minus 104. Under 8.5. Overs minus 115. Unders minus 105. O's minus 1.5 is plus 146. Yanks plus 1.5 is minus 176. Won't be shocked if the Yankees close as a favorite here because everyone sees the name. It's like perfect game, perfect game. Guess what? Let down. Give me the O's minus one twelve. But then again, let down for Herman doesn't necessarily mean the Yankees might lose because an offense can save a pitcher let down. But I'm gonna take the O's straight up at minus one twelve. I think that is tremendous value on the second place Orioles. Um next up, um, Braves-Guardians, my preseason World Series prediction that's 
gone completely off the rails. Um, Bryce Adler and Gavin Williams. And I say that because of the Guardians, not the Braves. Braves minus 142. Guardians plus 120 over under 9. Overs minus 102. And there's minus 120. Braves minus 1 half is plus 112. Guardians plus 1 half is minus 134. Um, this is an interesting call here. Um, Gavin Williams has actually been pretty good for Cleveland. So I'm going to go under 4.5. Braves runs minus 102. Maybe the Braves win 4-1 to one or something like that. 8 o'clock, you have the Royals and the Twins. Austin Cox and Joe Ryan. Um... Twins minus 245, Royals 2-1, to one, over under 9, overs minus 106, unders minus 114. Royals plus 1 half is plus 102, Twins minus 1 half is minus 122. Joe Ryan was a little off in his last start against Atlanta. Um, I don't think that's going to happen again, and Austin Cox has been pretty solid for Casey. So I like under 9, minus 114. Um, 940, Fox Sports 1, Angels Padres. Interesting game. You have Otani versus Juan Soto. Jaime Bria, Blake Snell. Padres minus 180. Angels plus 152 over under 8. Overs minus 106. Unders minus 114. Angels plus 1 half is minus 137. Padres minus 1 half is plus 114. I like the Angels plus 152. Um, Barty has been pretty good this year. Um, Rodon back. And this is a Shohei Otani bet. And him continuing his hot play. So I'm taking the Angels at plus 152 outright to remain over 500 and to keep the good vibes going. 945, you have the Mariners at the Giants. Brian Wu and Logan Webb. Um, it's weird. It says 945 on ESPN at 10.15 on FanDuel. Um, Giants minus 142. Mariners plus 120 over under 7.5. Overs minus 105. Others minus 115. Mariners plus 1.5 is minus 192. Giants minus 1.5 is plus 158. Uh, this is a hard one, but I'm going to go with mm, the full game under 7.5, minus 115. Um, Wu hasn't been terrible lately, and um, Logan Webb is really good. Um, and last but not least, Pirates-Dodgers at 10 o'clock. There is no line posted yet. Um, this game, but it's Mitch Keller and TBD for Dodgers. But I'm seriously considering taking the Pirates if they're an underdog in the spot, which I would expect. They are. Um, All right, now move on to the WNBA. Um, We'll go over everything from the weekend. Um, I'm not sure if there's games tonight. We'll see as we go along. No games until Wednesday for the W. So Thursday's results. Aces over Liberty, 98-81. That was a blowout. Aces are the best team. Mercury over the Fever, 85-63. And the Lynx over to Storm, 99-97 in overtime. Friday, Commissioner's Cup, Dream over to Mystics, 94-89, and the Sky over to Sparks, 86-78. Saturday, Aces over to Sun, 102-84, and the Lynx over to Mercury, 86-76.
And Sunday, Liberty over to Storm, 81-66. Dream over to Sparks, 112-84. Wings over to Mystics, 89-72. And Commissioner's Cup, Sky over to Fever, 89-87. So, again, no games until Wednesday. So, we'll put the WNBA aside until the Wednesday podcast. All right, now we'll do um, soccer. Uh, we have a lot of soccer to get into from the last couple of days. Um So, um, we will do Thursday scores, Friday scores, Saturday scores, Sunday scores, and go over everything today. All right. Thursday, CONCACAF Gold Cup, Cotter and Honduras 1-1 draw, Mexico over Haiti 3-1, women's friendly, Spain over Panama 7-0. And that was Thursday. Um, Friday results. CONCACAF, Gold Cup, Panama over Martinique, 2-1. El Salvador, Costa Rica, no no draw. Women's friendly, Switzerland, Zambia, 3-3 draw. Mexican League, FC Juarez over America, 2-1. Mazatlan, FC, and Pachuca, 1-1 draw. And Punas, Unam over Tijuana, 3-2. UEFA Champions League qualifying. Um, Bradelbeek over Budenkost. Budiknost, um, Podgrika, 5-0. USL Championship, Charleston over Loudoun, 3-0. And FC Tulsa over Detroit City FC, 3-2. USL League 1, North Carolina FC over Charlotte Independence, 1-0. Saturday, CONCACAF Gold Cup, Guadalupe over Cuba, 4-1. And Guatemala, Canada, 0-0 draw. Women's Friendly China over Russia, 1-0. England, Portugal, 0-0 draw. Italy, Morocco, 0-0 draw. MLS, Columbus over the Rebels, 2-1. FC Cincinnati, New England, 2-2 draw. Inter-Miami CF, Austin FC, 1-1 draw. Orlando, Chicago, or I'm sorry, Orlando over Chicago, 3-1. I'm so used to saying the draws now. Oh, my God. Real Salt Lake over Toronto FC, 1-0. FC Dallas over LAFC, 2-0. Minnesota United FC over Portland, 4-1. Nashville over DC United, 2-0. Sporting KC over Vancouver, 3-0. St. Louis City SC over Colorado, 2-0. NYCFC over CF Montreal, 1-0. San Jose and the Galaxy, 2-2 draw. Seattle over Houston, 1-0. The National Women's, um, Oil Rain, Louisville, 2-2 draw. Chicago over San Diego, 1-0. Orlando over Washington, 3-0. North Carolina over Houston, 1-0. Kansas City over Portland, 1-0. Mexican League, Monterrey, Atletico, 1-1 draw. Tigres, Unel, Puebla, 1-1 draw. And Atlas over Cruz Azul, 2-0. Then UEFA on their 21 euro. Israel, Georgia, nil, nil draw. And Spain over Switzerland, 2 1. USL Championship, Indy over Sandy, or I'm sorry, Indy, San Diego, 2 2 draw. Pitt, Louisville, nil, nil draw. Colorado over Miami FC, 2 0. San Antonio FC over Birmingham, Legion FC, 3 1. New Mexico over El Paso, 1 0. Orange County SC over Monterey Bay, 3 1. Tampa Bay over Vegas, 2 1. Phoenix over Memphis, 6-0. Sacramento, Rio Grande, 1-1 draw. And uh, USL League 1 Saturday, Greenville over forward Madison, 1-0. Richard over Chattanooga, 2-0. Or Richmond. And Union Omaha over Central Valley, 1-0. Sunday, um, CONCACAF Gold Cup. Uh, Jamaica over St. Kitts, 5-0. U.S. over Trinidad, 6-0. So they bounce back after the... Uh, 
Jamaica draw a little bit. Honduras over Haiti, 2-1. Qatar over Mexico, 1-0. Women's International, Brazil over Chile, 4-0. Netherlands over Belgium, 5-0. And MLS, Atlanta United over the Union, 2-0. Wow, that's a big win for Atlanta. Um, National Women's, uh, Gotham, Angel City, 0-0 draw. Mexican Liga, um, Toluca Nacoxa, 0-0 draw. Corretero over Santos, 2-0. Um, Euro under 21, England over Portugal, 1-0. Ukraine over France, 3-1. And USL League 1, South Georgia over Lexington, 5-1. So, top soccer for today. Um, we have Liga MX tonight at 10 o'clock. Leon and Guadalajara. Um, and um, I'm pulling up the odds right now. Um, Leon's minus 105, Guadalajara's plus 270, the draws plus 230. Um, I like Leon here at minus 105. It's a it's good value. Um at home. I know Leon was just in the uh CONCACAF Champions League, but um they um are back in Liga and are back in Liga play and I think they're ready to rock. I like them at minus one oh five at home here. And I'm going to see if there's any more games of note. Um, USL, tonight at 7.30, you have Loudoun United and Hartford. Um, Loudoun plus 120, Hartford plus 185, the draws plus 240. Um... So, for this one, this is a hard one. But I'm going to go with Loudon at home at plus 120 to uh, get on their uh, winning ways. And then uh, Euro under 19. Um, 12 o'clock, you have Poland and Portugal. And at 3 o'clock, you have Malta and Italy. So, that's really it for soccer today. Now we'll do Wimbledon. Um we have some early results to go over and look ahead to things going on all first round. Um, a lot of them are underway and still some to come. No betting because we don't have a lot of time. We'll start with the men's. Um, a couple of finals. We have 17, Andre Rublev over Max Purcell in three sets. Um, coming down right now, um, Aslan Karastev over Luka Vanesh in four sets. Um, Marcelo Tomas Vera over Sebastian Baez in four sets. And 14 seed Lorenzo Musetti over Juan Pablo Varillas in three sets. So going on right now, um, 4 seed Casper Ruud and Lorenzo Lacoli, J.J. Wolf and Enzo Corazad, John Isner and John May Munar 
Liam Brody and Constant Lestane, David Goffin and Fabian Mazaron, um, Corentin Moutet and Richard Gosquet, um, Michael Momo and 11 seed Felix Algarasalame, Pedro Chastin and Novak Djokovic, your two seed. Um, why is Novak Djokovic still, still two? Um, Albert Ramos, Vanillas, and 17 seed Hubert Hurkaz. Uh, Maximilian Martier and Borna Gojo. Um, Jordan Thompson and Brandon Nakashima. Dominic Kofer and Oscar Ott. Michael Lieber and Alex Mokon just getting underway right now. Um, 20 seed Roberto Batista Agut and Roman Safulin. Uh, 23 seed Alexander Bublik and Mackenzie McDonald. 24 seed Yoshishita Nishioka and Daniel Galan. 26 seed Denis Shapolov and Radu Albolt. Um, John Chizinski and Dusan Lajovic. Um, Mimor Kekmovic and Diego Schwartzman. Emil Rusevori and Stan Wawrinka. 19 Taylor Fritz and Yannick Hoffman. 27 seed Dan Evans and Quinton Hallies. Lloyd Harris and Grigor Barreri. Alexander Vucic and Daniel Altmaier. Um, 13, Borna Korik and Guido Pela. 18, Janik Sitter and Juan Manuel Serendolo. Benjamin Bonzi and Harold Myatt. 2019, Thomas Martin Echeverry and um, Bernabe Zopta Morales. And then those canceled. 13, Nick Kyragos and David Goffin and Philip Kragnervik and 11, C. Felix Auger Asalame. All right, tomorrow morning in the men's, 6 a.m. It all begins. Maxime Cressy and Lasso Dejer, 19C Alexander Zverev and Gils Brower. Adrian Manorino and Alexander Shevenko. Alexandre Muller and Arthur Rinderneck. Dominic Stricker and Alexei Popperin. Ryan Penniston and Andy Murray. Milos Raonchik and Dennis Novak. Dominic Time and 5C Stefano Sipias. 32 seed Ben Shelton and Tyro Daniel. Marco Cecchinato and 25 seed Nicholas Jarry. Um, Mark Husler and Yusuke Watanuki. Jiri Lecta and Sebastian Offner. 18 seed Francisco Serendolo and Nuno Borges. Kimer Kapagins and 15 seed Alex Demeter. George Waffenhagen and 6 seed Holger Rune. Um, Matteo Arnaldi and Roberto Cabrera Spena. Um, Ilya Ivashka and Federico Coria. 3 seed Daniel Mavedev and Arthur Freire. 31 seed Alejandro Davidic Fokina and Arthur Fils. 12 seed Cameron Nori and Tomas Monarch. 10 seed Francis Tiafo and Yibing Wu. Now in the 8 o'clock when the 1 seed Carlos Alcaraz Gafia and Jeremy Chardy. Um, Suzanne Chang and Baltic Van Dolchup, that's still 6 o'clock. Why do you say 6 o'clock, but the Alcaraz match is 8? Um, Chris O'Connell and Haman Majevic. Um, Shantaro Machuski and 16 seed Tommy Paul. Um, Martin Fuskovitz and 28 seed Talon Greek Spore. Um, Marcos Jerome and Hugo Delian. 
Um, Chris Eubanks and Thiago Montiero. Um, Jerry Vesely and 22 seed Sebastian Corda. Matteo Berrettini and Lorenzo Sinego. Um, Jason Kubler and Hugo Humbert. Um, Shimabert goes so. And 21 seed Grigor Dimitriov. And that's it for uh, the men's singles in the first round up until Tuesday. Um, all right, uh, the women's. Um, some finals from earlier. Um, five seed Caroline Garcia over Katie Volonets in two sets. One seed Iga Swiatek over Zulin in two sets, or Lin Zhu. Diane Parry over Harriet Dart in three sets. 32 Petra Marchuk over Linda Fervitorva in three sets. Nadia Poroska over Teresa Martinkova in three sets. Christina Busca over Camila Rakamova in three sets. 19 Victoria Azarenka over Yue Yan in three sets. Alicia Parks over Annalena Friedzom in two sets. 12 seed Veronica Kumaratova over Kaya Kanepi in two sets. 4 seed Jessica Bugula over Lauren Davis in three sets. Anna Bogdan over Lubia Samsonova in two sets. Um, Barbora Strykova over Marina Zinveska in two sets. Going on right now, uh, 23 seed Magda Lynette and Jill Teichman, um, Camarina Bayonati and Layla Annie Fernandez. Um, Lizia Sarenko and Claire Liu. Marketa Vondrasova and Peyton Stearns. Martina Trevisan and Sarah Saribas Tormo. Jodiana Barag and Katie McNally. Katie Swan and 14 Belinda Benchik. Venus Williams and Alina Civiltinia. Rebecca Masarova and 31 seed Mayar Sharif. And then coming up. At 11, Martin, 11, 15, 2018, Elise Mertens and Veronica, or Victoria Hernkudkova. That's an interesting match. Um, 11, 20, um, Storm Sanders and Ziyu Wong. 11, C, Daria Kasakina and Caroline Dolid. Um, 12, 15, 24, seed, uh, Quinn Zhang and Katerina Siniakova. Danielle Collins and Julia Grabber. 20 seed Donna Venchik and Su Chui Zhang. 17 Coco Goff and Sophia Kennan. 120 or 115, you have Solani Stevens and Rebecca Peterson. Um, 32 seed Marie Buskova and Simona Wallerick. Annette Contevit and Lazaria Stefini. And then 220, you have Camelia Osorio. And Elisabetta Cacaretto. And then tomorrow's matches. Um, Alright, so... Times are all wacky here, so I'm not going to do the times. Allison Risk and Paula Bedosa. 3C, Elena uh, Rabikina and Shelby Rogers. Um... Kaja Juvan and Margarita Batova, Serena Sarista and Tajana Maria, 13 Vitras Hadan Maya and Yulia Putinseva, um, Carol Zoe and Tamara Kortpatch, 
Um, Yanina Wickmeyer and Anna Blinkova, 22 seed Anastasia Potapova and Celine Knife. Yeslin Bonaventure and Zuzan Bay. Um, Neo Hibino and Elise Cornette. 2017 Bernarda Pera and Victoria Tomova. Um, Linda Noskova and Dalma Golfi. Jacqueline Kristen and Lucia Ronzetti. Um, 19 Petra Kivitova and Jasmine Paolini. Um, Katie Bolter and Daria Seville. Pana Udvardi and Tusit Arena Sablanka. Um, 16 seed Carolina Muchova and Julia Niemeyer. Madison Brangle and Sarah Arani. Um, Jessica Buzas Monero and 26 seed Alahina Kalina. 25 seed Madison Keys and Sonia Cartol. Um, Varvara Gracheva and Camilia Georgi. 60 Dons Jabor and Magdalena French. Anna Carolina Schmidlova and Victoria Golubic. Emma Navarro and 21 seed Ekaterina Alexandrova. Um, Great Minin and 17 seed Jelena Astapenko. 18 Maria Sakari and Marta Kasiuk. Um, 29 seed Irina Begu and Rebecca Marino. Mira Andreva and Zia Wong. Alexandra Sasnovic and Nuria Paris Diaz. 18 seed Carolina Pliskova and Natalija Kostic. Heather Watson and 10 seed Barbara Krajikova. Anna Bondor and Bianca Andrescu and the canceled match of Danka Kovnik and Elise Cornette. All right, the second round of each side begins on Wednesday. All right, now move on to golf. Um, we'll go over the results from the Market Mortgage Classic. There's a three-way playoff. How about that? Your winner with a score of 24 under, playoff score of three, Ricky Fowler. Tied for second, total of 24 under, playoff score of four, Conor Kawa and Adam Hadwin. Tied for fourth with 21 under, Lucas Glover and Peter Quest. Um, seventh with 20 under, Adam Shank. Eighth with 19 under, Justin Lauer. Tied for ninth with 18 under, Aaron Ray, Alex Lorenz, Stefan Yeager, Peter Milnati, Brian Harmon. Tied for 23. Or 14th with 17 other Chris Kirk, Taylor Pendrith, and Chen Yuan. 17th with 16 under Chad Ramey, Cam Davis, that was my pick, Troy Merritt, and Sichig Du. Tied for 21st with 15 under Kiki Bradley, Nicholas Hojard, and Max Homa. Tied for 24th with 14 under Victor Norman, Davis Thompson, Dylan Wu, Sanjay, and MJ Dauphe. Tied for 29th with 13 under Callum Tyron, Sam Bennett, Chesar V, and Brett Stiegmeier, 33rd with 12 under, Doug Gim, J.J. Spawn, Davis Riley, Grayson Higa, Ryan Palmer, Ben Griffin, Jason Hadley, tied for 40th with 11 under, Sam Ryder, Ludwig Gaber, Kelly Kraft, Taylor Cohn, Vincent Willie, Sody Kodiara, Adam Svebson, tied for 47th with 10 under, Kevin Twight, Russell Knox, Tyler Duncan, Alex Molly, Bryce Garnett. Now I'm just going to go through notables because of time. Um, 52nd with 9 under, um, Lucas Donald, Cam, or is it Carson Young? Harry Higgs, Robert Streb, it's actually Carson Young. And Streb's actually in 56 with 8 under with Nate Lashley, Kristen Zedenhout, Nate Watney, Scott Stallings, Brendan Todd, 
Grayson Sig. Tied for 64th with seven under. Hank Lebioto, Charlie Hoffman, Seth Straka, Andrew Landry, Ryan Moore. Tied for 70th with six under. Robbie Shelton, Samuel No, Martin Laird, Zach Johnson. Tied for 74th with five under. Scott Stevens, Danny Willett, Will Gordon, Sungu Kim. Tied for 78th with four under. Kyle Westmerlin, Matt Wallace, Justin Sue. Tied for 81st with three under. Robert Brem, Henrik Norlander. Tied for 83rd with one under. Paul Haley and Matthias Schwab. And among those got Cam Champ, Trey Molinax, Lucas Dirkford, Adam Long, Austin Smother, Lucas Hodges, Dylan Lingward, Jonathan Bird, Patton Gazier, Mark Hubbard, Kramer Hickok, Bayou Hosser, Ryan Moore, Matthias Schmidt, Kevin Roy, James Hahn, um, Nate Hardy, Webb Simpson, Biongun On, Tom Kim, Nicholas Ekavaria, Richie Runsky, Chris Stroud, Brandon Wu, Andrew Novak, Harrison Endicott, Jason Duffner, Scott Harrington, Davis Liskey, Tony Finau, Joseph Berlatt, Dylan Fertelli, Doc Redman, Hideki Matsuyuma, Evan Van Ryan, Camp Percy, Harry Hall, Joel Dahman, Alex Badley, uh, Trevor Werblow, Brent Grant, Austin Eckroat, Ben Martin, Max McGreevy, Brent Snecker, Sean O'Hare, Austin Cook, Justin Thomas, Matthew Neesmith, Jimmy Walker, Tomas Dietrich, Michael Glidzik, um, Taylor Hogue, Zach Blair, Estelanzo Goya, Kyle Staley, Tristan Alexander, Brian Stewart, and withdrawing was Luke List. All right, so coming up uh, is the John Deere Classic from TPC Deer Run. Um, so I don't think the odds are out for this yet. But if I've made that just a heads up for the podcast listeners, um, I would have to make this bet today I'll explain why in the best bet segment so um um so yeah the next uh I don't see John Deere up here yet So, um, oh, here we go. John Deere odds are up, but the tea times are not. So, I'd have to make a pick. Because I know in the tea times, but that's okay. So, I'll, I'll make, I'll place my bet for it today, but, um, I'll announce my bet on the Wednesday podcast. All right, now move on to NASCAR. Um, we will go over the results. From the weekend, um, Xfinity from Chicago. Your winner was Cole Custer, second. John Hunter, Michak, third. Justin Allgaier, fourth. Brett Moffitt, fifth. Austin Hill, sixth. Sammy Smith, seventh. Daniel Hemrick, eighth. Um, Chandler Smith, ninth. Parker Kligerman, tenth. Kaz Grella, eleventh. Sheldon Creed, the rest. Preston Prodis, um, Miguel Paludo, um, Kyle Weatherman, Alex Gannett, Parker Chase, Blaine Perkins, Sam Meyer, Jeb Burton, Jeremy Clements, Alex Lab, Saja Karam, Josh Berry, Riley Hurts, Ryan Sieg, Brendan Poole, Anthony Alfredo, Spencer Pumbelli, Parker Retzlaff, Brandon Jones, Ryan Ellis, Brad Perez, Joe Graff Jr., Brent Sherman, Connor Mozak, Josh Williams, Andre Castro, and Justin Marks. 
And now the Cup Series from Chicago. How about this? Your winner. Let me know if you had this on your bingo card. Shane Van Gisbergen. Holy crap. That's probably the most unexpected winner of the Cup Series so far this year. If I had Jeff Maglicetti on the podcast today, he would tell you the same thing. Second, Justin Haley. Third, Chase Elliott. Fourth, Kyle Larson. Fifth, Kyle Busch. Sixth, Austin Sindrick. Seventh, Michael McDowell. Eighth, Joey Logano. Ninth, Ty Gibbs. Tenth, Chris Boucher. The rest. Denny Hamlin, Eric Almirola, William Byron, Corey LaJoy, Ryan Priest, Eric Jones, A.J. Mendinger, Chris Bell, Todd Gulan, Chase Briscoe, Jeb Burton, Ross Chastain, Josh Baliki, Brad Kozlowski, Noah Braxton, Alex Ladley, Daniel Suarez, who was my pick, Tyler Riddick, Kevin Harvick, Harrison Burton, Bubba Wallace, Martin Truex Jr., Ryan Blaney, Ricky Stenhouse, Ty Dillon, Austin Dillon, Alec Bowman. So next cup race is Sunday at 7 o'clock in Atlanta. Next Xfinity race, Saturday in primetime at Atlanta. Next truck race is Saturday matinee at mid-Ohio. So, um, interesting weekend in NASCAR coming up. All right, now we'll move on to my latest MLB mock draft. We're going to be doing them almost every day this week with the draft coming up on Sunday. So this is my third MLB mock draft. I haven't done an MLB mock in a while because of a lot of NBA and NHL stuff. So without further ado, here we go. Number one, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Dylan Cruz, outfielder, LSU. It would not be stunning if Cruz is not the pick now because the Pirates may take Paul Skennis, his teammate. Cruz's bat is sensational and hits the ball hard and really does a good job cleaning up the swing and miss concerns he had in the past. Two, the Washington Nationals. Paul Skennis, right-handed pitcher, LSU. The second LSU prospect in the row goes here to the Nats, which would be a great selection for them. Skennis projects to be a top of the rotation starter with an elite fastball that it's impossible to hit. Three, the Detroit Tigers. Wyatt Langford, outfielder, Florida. The Tigers here take the talented outfielder in Langford, who could have been a top overall pick in a different year. Langford has the potential to be a five-tool player with his ability to hit and the approach at the plate he has. For the Texas Rangers, Walker Jenkins, outfielder, South Brunswick High School, North Carolina. The first high school player comes off the board here with Jenkins. Landing with Texas. Jenkins was a faster runner in the past, but since he got more muscle, so he's just a solid runner now, but he has a uh, the good arm strength. Five, the Minnesota Twins. Max Clark, outfielder, Franklin High School, Indiana. The Twins have a history of taking highly touted high school outfielders, and here I have them going with another one. Clark is a double-plus runner and has speed and is big-time in the outfield and on the bases and is a line-drives hitter. Six, the Oakland Athletics. Braden Taylor, third baseman, TCU. The Athletics go with somebody whose stock rose in the Men's College World Series and Taylor. He has good bat-the-ball skills and hits to all fields and plays good defense at the hot corner. Seven, the Cincinnati Reds. Rhett Lauer, right-handed pitcher, Wake Forest. The Reds take the second pitcher off the board with the ace of the team that was um, number one most of the season. Lauer had a really good delivery and his changeup was uh, is his best pitch. He is a competitive pitcher, and some project him as a mid-rotation guy. Eight, the Kansas City Royals. Blake Mitchell, Cincinnati High School, Texas. The Royals take the first catcher off the board here with Mitchell. He is a solid athlete and is an agile defender and can block and receive well with double-plus arm strength. 
And if it doesn't work out behind the plate, the bat can get him to play a different position. Nine, the Colorado Rockies. Chase Dollander, right-handed pitcher of Tennessee. The third pitcher goes off the board here. Dollander going to the Rockies. Dollander has the potential to be a frontline starter, but his pitch location has been off since his control and command being good. Ten, the Miami Marlins. Jacob Wilson, shortstop, Brad Kenyon. The Marlins have options here, but Wilson could be too good to pass up. Wilson could end up being one of the better pure hitters of the class, and he barely strikes out. Eleven, the Los Angeles Angels. Kyle Teal, catcher, Virginia. The second catcher off the board comes here with Teal going to the Angels. Teal has the potential to hit both for average and power and has a chance to stick behind the plate. 12, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Colin Houck, shortstop, Parkview High School in Georgia. The Z-backs are in an interesting spot here as they have a loaded farm system and has a chance to go for it this season. So it makes sense to go with the best player available. Houck has raw power but does swing and miss at times and is an above average defender that can move the third base down the road. 13, the Chicago Cubs. Arjun Namala, shortstop, Strawberry Crest High School in Florida. The Cubs can go in any direction they'd like, and here I have them taking the shortstop in Namala. He has the arm and range to stick at the position, has raw power to drive the ball all over the field. 14, the Boston Red Sox. Aiden Miller, third baseman, Mitchell High School in Florida. The Red Sox, I feel, should go with the pitcher, but here I have them going with Miller. He has plus raw power with a lot of strength in the bat and could move the first base down the road if third base doesn't work long-term. 15, the Chicago White Sox. Jacob Gonzalez, shortstop, will miss. The White Sox are one of the teams that feels likely to take a shortstop here. Gonzalez is a fast-rising prospect that has bat-the-ball skills, but below average speed, which may concern teams from a position standpoint. 16, the San Francisco Giants. Enrique Bradfield Jr., outfielder Vanderbilt. The Giants are a team that needs some college bats, and here I have them getting one in Bradfield. He has blazing fast speed and projects to be a contact hitter with not a ton of power. 17, the Baltimore Orioles. Houston Waldrop, right-handed pitcher, Florida. Those have a strong and deep farm system, and here I have them taking a solid pitcher in Waldrop. He has a legit three-pitch power mix with all three pitches with the chance to be good, but his command and control is inconsistent. 18, the Milwaukee Brewers. Tommy Troy, shortstop, Stanford. The Brewers have a solid track record with drafting college players. Troy is someone that is fast rising and has a good bat-the-ball skills and rarely strikes out or chases out of the zone. 19, the Tampa Bay Rays. Noble Meyer, right-handed pitcher. Jesuit High School in Oregon. The Rays have a super strong and deep farm system, and here I have them taking the pitcher in Meyer. His velocity is trending upward overall with good arm speed and has a good feel for the strike zone. 20, the Toronto Blue Jays. Thomas White, left-handed pitcher, Phillips Academy, Massachusetts. The Jays are a team that has some prospect recouping to do after trades. White is the top lefty in the class with his good delivery and elite fastball, but there are concerns with his command. 21, the St. Louis Cardinals. Nolan Chanuel, first baseman outfielder, FAU. The Cardinals go with the college bat yet again here with Chanuel. He has an above-average approach at the plate with walking a lot and not striking out often with being a good hitter. 22, the Seattle Mariners. Matt Shaw, shortstop, Maryland. The Mariners could go in any direction they'd like to with their pick. Shaw could play anywhere in the infield defensively with the thought of him ending up at second, but it'll be the bat that would get him drafted in the first round. 23, the Cleveland Guardians. Colt Emerson, shortstop, third baseman, Glen High School, Ohio. The Guardians have a solid farm system, and they have a history of taking high school position players. Emerson plays both left infield positions 
very well and is advanced at hitting hard contact for a high schooler. 24, the Atlanta Braves. Bryce Eldridge, first baseman, right-handed pitcher at Madison High School in Vienna, Virginia. The Braves' farm system needs some reinforcements, and here I have them taking the two-way standout in Eldridge. On the mound, he has three above-average pitches and decent velocity, and at the plate, he has serious raw power. 25, the San Diego Padres. Dylan Head, outfielder, Homewood Flossmoor High School in Illinois. The Padres are a team that has some recouping to do in the system after some of their big recent moves. Head has a gap-to-gap approach at the plate, but gets pull-happy at times, and his speed is electric. The 26, the New York Yankees. Sammy Stafora, shortstop, Pontus High School in New York. The Yankees here take yet another like another local high school shortstop in Stafora. He drives the ball to all directions and is a plus runner that can stick at shortstop long-term. 27, the Philadelphia Phillies. Chase Davis, outfielder, Arizona. The Phillies here go with the college bat here in Davis. He has raw power and drives the ball to all fields. He has great speed, and he fits the Phillies' ballpark and their uh, minor league ballparks very well. And 28, the Houston Astros. Yohandi Morales, third baseman, Miami. The Astros here take a fast-rising college bat in Morales. He's an aggressive hitter that drives the ball to all fields, and he has a strong arm at the hot corner. So there you have it for the latest mock draft. Now I'm going to move on to the news and notes for today. Uh, we have a lot to get to. Um, I apologize because I don't remember all the news and notes from Thursday. A lot of it was probably Ed, or, um, uh, NBA free agency related that's now irrelevant. Um. But the biggest story of the weekend, Damian Lillard requests a trade um, out of Portland. The leading suitors are the Heat and the Nets. All right, this was bound to happen after the Blazers did not trade the number three pick for significant talent to go around Damian Lillard. This trade request probably happened earlier last week. But the Blazers didn't make it public until after free agency for some reason. But the question is, do they have to trade Dame? No. Portland can say, hey, uh, we'll stick you here and we'll look for a better offer in February. Um, So the Heat would have to give up Tyler Harrow, but like in a third team to, I don't know, Brooklyn. And then they have Nikola Jovich. Hame has his rights and a couple of picks down the road for Lillard. That's not enough. Brooklyn. They can't give up Cam Johnson or um, Mikel Bridges. Unless if Cam Johnson turned into a sign-and-trade situation. Um, and then they would have to give up... Um, say if both of those guys are off the table... I don't know, Nick Claxton, a bunch of picks, including the two guys that they drafted last week. And then Brooklyn would have to take back Nurkic's contract. So I could see that being a possibility. Philly with the three-way with James Harden, and that's what the big news was from Thursday, that James Harden also requested a trade after he opted into his contract. Maybe 
Um, it's a three-teamer. The Clippers get James Harden. The Sixers get Lillard. And then Portland gets a combination of players and picks. And maybe Norm Powell goes to Philly in the deal. Um, maybe Nurkic gets dumped onto the Clippers. Um, so, like, there's working pieces around both guys in the same trade. Except Portland gets all the young guns and picks, and maybe Maxie's in it. But we'll see. Um, but that's the biggest news of the weekend. For sure. Um, so some more uh, free agency stuff and trades. Um, the Knicks traded away Obi Toppin to the Indiana Pacers for two future second-round picks. Um. I love this deal for Indiana. Um, they get a guy that was being blocked by Julius Randle, and now he gets to go to Indiana, play with a good point guard in Tyrese Halliburton. And the price is only two second-round picks for a guy that was picked eighth overall in the draft that fell to the Knicks. And they passed on Halliburton the draft topping because everyone thought they were taking Halliburton, but Opie Toppin was thought out to go in the top five that year. And my theory is that if a severe talent falls to you, you have to take them. And I applauded the Knicks at the time for doing that. But they took him thinking that they were going to trade Julius Randle down the road, but that didn't happen. So it really didn't work out for Obi with the Knicks. So um, we'll see what happens. And I think that Indiana won this trade and potentially by a landslide. But um then New York goes out and signs Dante DiVincenzo to a four year fifty million dollar deal, so they use the mid level on him. Um that was a decent signing in my opinion for New York. Um he's somebody that can come off the bench and hit threes for you. Um and with him agreeing to a deal with the Knicks and them trading Obi. Part of me wonders if they're going to trade um, some of their guards for another um, power forward type of player. I think there's more to come with the Knicks offseason. And the Obi one could come back to bite him for sure. But down the road, if this trade leads to a bigger trade that helps the Knicks more, then forgive, forget, and move on. But I I do not like the OB trade for New York, but I do like the Dante DiVincenzo signing for New York. And the Knicks are not pursuing Damian Lillard. Um, and they shouldn't get Damian Lillard because they have Jalen Brunson. If they, need to, if they want to go get a star, it's Joel Embiid, Giannis... Or even Luca down the road. But it seems unlikely that neither of those guys are going to be available this offseason. Maybe next offseason if things don't work out. So they are doing the right thing by sticking out, like not going for Dame because they have Brunson, who's, I don't want to say better than Dame right now, but he has a better contract than Damian Lillard, if that makes any sense. And he is more trade value than Damian Lillard, arguably. 
So, according to SNYZ and Bagley, the Knicks aren't aggressively pursuing stars and seem likely to keep last season's roster intact. Um, I'm not in favor of running it back. I like what Boston did by changing it up a little bit with Smart and adding Porzingis. But I do like the DiVincenzo edition, so they're making like fringe ads like from a bench standpoint with Obi and leaving and now uh um Dante coming in. But um I think there's more to this Knicks situation. We have to wait and see. And I like Ian Bagley. He's usually good with this Knicks stuff. But he was also the one that was um saying uh things that uh uh didn't happen. Like the uh uh Donovan Mitchell. So yeah. Um and then Josh Hart was trying to recall Mc- recruit Raquel Bridges to the Knicks because then because with DiVincenzo signing it's Brunson Hart and DiVincenzo all from Villanova and then obviously Mikel played with them there, so that'd be funny. And now um they're making the jokes about Jay Wright coming to the Knicks, which would be funny. Um among teams to reach out about a Lillard trade, um, Clippers, Celtics, Wolves, Pelicans, according to Chris Haynes. That came down about an hour ago. Um, Minnesota's an interesting fit. And then you get Carl Anthony Towns and a couple of picks back if you're Portland. And I like that for Portland, and I love it for Minnesota because then you break up the front court of Towns and Gobert, and it's Gobert, Lillard, and Edwards as your big three. And I love Edwards. I think he's going to be a star. So I think the Timberwolves should trade for Dave. Pelicans, that's a weird one because then what do you give up? Zion, like they're going to keep, they would have to trade McCollum back to Portland. That'd be weird. Um, Celtics makes sense, but then Jalen Brown would have to go to a third team, probably Houston or somebody like that. And then the Clippers. That would be weird. Would Paul George have to be traded to a third team in that scenario? Um, and then Lillard's desire to be in Miami may cause teams to avoid entering a bidding war for Lillard. Um, and then the Jazz are in the mix for Dame too. That would be an interesting destination. They have a ton of picks, and he pair him with Markinen. And Kessler and that, and Dame could be the piece that can get them to the next level. So um, that could be an unexpected contender if he were to land in Utah. And in San Antonio, same thing. You put him with Wembenyama and that um, group there with Popovich. And then um, the Dame trade would almost certainly include another team if it was Portland and Miami. And then the Harden price is extremely high. And then the trade can involve Willard. We talked about that already. And Tyler Harrow removes Miami Heat following trade speculation. Um, all right, other free agency stuff from the weekend. Um, uh, so um, we talked about the Sixers. Um, wanted to keep uh, Maxi. But then again, it said with Dame, uh, 
He remained as quiet and supportive as he could this week to allow the Blazers to improve when free agency opened. And the Heat's offer would be uh, Harrow, Robinson, and Picks, but Harrow would go to a third team. All right, here we go. Other uh, free agent stuff. Uh, Two-year, $37 million for D'Lo back to the Lakers. Um, Not bad, retaining the asset. Maybe they trade him down the road. Brooke Lopez back to Milwaukee, two years, $48 million. That's a lot for Brooke Lopez, I think. But it's a short-term deal, so good on the Bucks for uh, retaining their group. Um, Patrick Beverly to Philly, one year, $3.2 million. That's a nice little pickup there. Lakers bring back Austin Reeves, four years, $56 million. That is the best contract so far. And I can't believe nobody went out to throw... The offer sheet at him. Um, Lamelo Ball, five years, two sixty max deal. My God, that's a lot of money for Lamelo Ball. The Rockets land Dylan Brooks, four years, eighty million. Um, so that's a crazy signing. They have him and Van Vliet now to their young core. Um, Russell Westbrook back to the Clippers series, eight million. Um, nice contract for him. And he fit well on that team after they got him last year. Um KJ Martin to the Clippers for two future second round picks. So that's the same package as Obi Toppin. Um I like that pickup for the Clippers. KJ Martin's a a this an interesting player. Um Samantha Sabonis, big extension, five years, $217 million. Um, So I think it's a re- reworked deal, but I like it for Sacramento. The Jazz extend Jordan Clarkson, three years, $55 million through the 25-26 season. So that's a decent one. Um, Eric Gordon signs with the Suns. That's a really huge pickup for them. Lonnie Walker, one-year deal with Brooklyn. Um Miles Bridges signs the one-year $7.9 million um, qualifying offer, so he becomes a UFA next year, so that's wild. Um, the Thunder acquiring Patty Mills from Brooklyn as uh, they receive draft compensation to take on his $6.8 million in a larger deal with the Rockets and the Grizzlies. So this is going to be... Involved in the Dylan Brooks sign-in trade. So, part of me wonders if Patty Mills is going to be shipped to Memphis. Is it, like, OKC would be, like, the the OKC spot. And he goes to Memphis for Dylan Brooks in a three-way deal. Marcus Smart says he was asleep when the Celtics traded him. That's funny. Um, NHL free agency. We'll get to in a second. Um. More basketball stuff. Uh, Josh Tart commits to uh, the 12-man FIBA World Cup roster, so that's the final spot going to Josh Hart. Um, the Bulls apply for the disabled player exception worth $10.2 million for Lonzo Ball, who's expected to miss next season. Um, so WNBA stuff... Um, the Aces extend Aja Wilson through 2025, so that's a big deal for them. 
Elena Deladon got helped off the court Friday night after spraining her left ankle. Um, and James Wade stepped down as the Sky head coach and general manager as he accepted a position to become an assistant coach with the Toronto Raptors. So it looks like that he wants some NBA experience. We'll see who replaces Wade in Chicago. The WNBA All-Star Reserves have come out. Um, so, um, the 12 reserves are as followed. Um, Alyssa Thomas, Elena Deladon, Courtney Vandersloot, Nafisa Collier, Dewana Bonner, Kalia Cooper, Sabrina Ionescu, Kelsey Plum, Alicia Gray, Izzy Megbear, Kelsey Mitchell, and Cheyenne Parker. And the last four players I listed, first-time All-Stars, so congrats to those women. Good accomplishment as always. Um... All right, NHL free agency, a lot has happened over the weekend. I probably should have done a podcast on NHL free agency. All right, so Predside Ryan O'Reilly, four-year deal, 4.5 annually. Um, nice signing for Nashville, getting a guy that I think could still produce. Uh James Van Riemsdyk, the Boston one-year, one million. Nice, cheap contract for him as a role guy. Stars spring in Matt Deshane, one-year, three million after getting waived by the Preds. So a nice buy-low situation for Dallas. Um, Pittsburgh resigns Tristan Jari, five years, um, over five million a year. So Pittsburgh brings back Jari. I don't know if I like that for them. I would have gone in a different direction. But um, Jari has shown potential. Uh, when he's healthy, but he just is a playoff flopper, I feel like. I feel like he always disappoints in the playoffs. The Sharks acquire Anthony Duclair from the Florida Panthers as the Panthers clear up some cap space. Um, they get a 2025 fifth-round pick and Steven Lorenz. Eric Carlson requests a trade. And he wants to go to a contender among the um, the candidates, the Kraken, the Hurricanes, and the Penguins. Um, you're hearing a lot of Hurricanes rumors about him. I think the Canes should go out and get him. The Pens would be typical same old Penguins trying to uh, take the uh, kick at the can. Um, could New Jersey be in play for him after losing uh, Severson? I would like to see the New Jersey Devils go out and get him personally. That would be a good ad for them. Um, I don't see the Rangers doing it. They have a lot of defensemen. Um, I love the Kraken idea for him. Vegas would be wild. Um, Dallas could use somebody like him. Um, the Preds have been active this offseason trying to get back into the mix of playoff contention. So um, we'll see where he lands. Um the Rangers signed Blake Wheeler one year, 800K, an additional 300K in bonuses. And then Jonathan Quick to the Rangers on a one year deal under a million, too. Um, so, with limited cap room, I think the Rangers do a nice job.
getting uh, some proven guys. I know they're on the back end, but they're one year under $1 million deal. So that's why I support them, those deals for the Rangers. Um, Leaf signed Brian Reeves, uh, three years, a little over a $1 million. Um, so that's a nice pickup for Toronto. Jonas Corpusello to the Senators on a five-year, $4 million deal or annually. So five for 20 for Jonas Corpusello. So he'll probably be their starting goalie. Um, the Ducks bring in Rodko Gudas, uh, three years, $12 million altogether. Um, nice defenseman for them. The Sharks bring in Kyle Burroughs, three-year deal, making over a million a year. So the Sharks making some interesting moves. Um, the Bruins being back, uh, Milan Lucic, one year, one million. So the, the Bruins are doing what the Rangers are doing with bringing in guys that can help on the cheap. So Boston and the Rangers have similar strategies this offseason. Um, the Titans signed Dmitry Orlov uh, two years and making over uh, $7 million a year. So I really like that signing for Carolina. And um, does this take him out of the Carlson sweepstakes? I don't know. Maybe. But I love that signing for Carolina. It's them in New Jersey in that division. And they also bring in uh, Michael Bunning, three years, four and a half mil. So um, I really think the Canes have had a nice offseason so far. Rangers bring in Nick Bonino, one year, 800 grand. So that's another one in that um, back end, guys. One-year deals under a million for New York. Um, cap signed Max Pacioretty, one-year, two million. So a nice um, buy-low opportunity for the Caps and Max Pacioretty. Jason Zucker to Arizona, one-year, $5.3 million. So um, that's a guy that could be on another team in the spring contending for a cup if it doesn't work out in Arizona. Um Alice Kalorn to Anaheim, four years, over $6 million a year. Um, nice veteran for Anaheim to sign. Um, Pittsburgh gets Ryan Graves, six-year deal, um, $30 million altogether. Um, $25 million altogether. Um, good veteran defenseman taking him from a division rival. Um, Ilya Sorokin to get a... Eight-year, $66 million deal, um, which will go into effect in the 24-25 season. So good on the Islanders for locking up their goalie um, long-term. So the Rangers, meanwhile, Igor Shesterkin's a free agent after 24-25. So they have to get a deal like that done. So the Islanders set the bar here with that one. I think Shesterkin will probably make more. Um Pittsburgh signs Lars Eller two years, um, $4.5 million annual. Um, not a bad player, Lars Eller, bottom six guy for Pittsburgh. Um, JT Conference is the trade five years, over $5 million a year. Um, good forward for them to bring in Alex Kerfoot to um, Arizona, two years, $3.5 million. So that's a nice player for them as well. Um, So, um, Eric Johnson signs with the Sabres as he tweets an emotional goodbye to Colorado after 13 years. Um, another, um, 
signing a Tyler Bertuzzi to Toronto, one year, $5.5 million. I like that one for Toronto. Good middle six guy. Max Domi to the Leafs, too. Um, one year, three-plus million dollars. I like that for Toronto, too. The Lightning trade Pat Maroon and Max Kajovic to the Wild in exchange for a 2024 seventh. I like that deal for Minnesota, but I don't like it for Tampa. That's a lot for a seventh-round pick. Um, so, um, so we have, um, Canelo Alvarez against, um, Jermel Charlo on September 30th in Vegas. So that's a good fight. That's going to go down, um. So, San Diego State is staying in the Mountain West after um, it was rumored that they wanted to leave and go to the Pac-12. Um, Aronson to play for Union Berlin on a loan from Leeds, so that's a big deal in soccer. Um, Scoot Henderson said he would love to play with Dame, but is ready to be the face of the Blazers. Um, Jordan Malata got married over the weekend, and he showed off his vocals at his wedding. Uh, he is the best singer in the NFL, and he was on The Masked Singer. And at the time, I kind of questioned um, The Masked Singer for pulling him on, but it looked like it was the right decision. Now, looking back, because he wasn't a, that big of a star back then. He was well-known in Philadelphia then, but now he's well-known around the NFL. So, um, that is a uh, a fun moment for him. Um, Pete Alonzo, Randy Arizrena, and Mookie Betts are all going to be in the home run derby. And Julio Rodriguez, obviously. So, we'll see if anybody else... Um, will join in. Um, Yankees will get Carlos Rodon back on Friday against the Cubs at home. So that is a big deal for New York as the Yanks get an important player back. And that puts, in my opinion, Luis Severino on the hot seat if Rodon stays healthy from a playoff standpoint. He's been their worst starter this year, Severino. And he had, what, two good starts this season after coming off his injury, and then he was terrible against the Dodgers. He was terrible against the Cardinals. And he's been terrible pretty much all season. So he will not be pitching a postseason game for the Yankees, especially if Rodon comes back and is the guy that the Yankees think he is, which he'll be better than Severino, no doubt about it. Um, The AL and the NL All-Star... Reserves are out for the MLB All-Star Game. We're going to go over those really quickly. Um, so, the American League Reserves. Salvador Perez, Adley Rutschman, Vlad Guerrero Jr., Whit Merrifield, Bo Bichette, Jose Ramirez, Luis Robert, Austin Hayes, Jordan Alvarez, Adolis Garcia, Brent Rooker. In terms of position players, pitchers, 
Shoy Otani, Garrett Cole, Luis Castillo, Sonny Gray, Nate Evaldi, Kevin Gossman, Shane McClanahan, Framber Valdez, Michael Lorenzen. Relievers. Yeah, Kenley Jansen, Emmanuel Clase, Felix Bautista, and Yenier Cano. Um, Gunpoint, who starts? I'm sorry. It's probably going to be Shohei Otani out of pure favoritism around the league. So I'd be surprised if it's not Shohei Otani, although he's not um, the person that should be starting the All-Star game because he's the biggest star in the league right now with Aaron Judge hurt. Um, and he's been the best player in baseball, period. So you can argue he should start it, but I personally think it should be Shane McClanahan of the Rays because of how good the Rays have been this year. You could talk me into Garrett Cole, but even he's fallen off a little bit after a good April. Sonny Gray's been awesome. Nate Evaldi's on the Rangers. They're great. But it's I think it should be Shane McClanahan of the Rays, but it's going to be Shohei Otani because he's Shohei special Otani. And he's all that. So um, he's the full package, as we know. So uh, just because of the narrative and... Because of the special season he's having, um, he'll probably be it. National League um, reserves: Will Smith, Elias Diaz, Madelson, Ozzy Albies, Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson, Pete Alonso, Lourdes Gurriel, Nicholas Castellanos, Juan Soto, Jorge Soler. Starters: um, Zach Gallen, Spencer Strider, Bryce Adler, Justin Steele, Mitch Keller, Josiah Gray, Clayton Kershaw, Marcus Stroman, and relievers. Alexis Diaz, Josh Hader, Devin Williams, Camilio Duvall. The starter in the All-Star game this year should be Zach Allen because of how good the D-backs have been. But let's face it, just like Otani, from a favoritism standpoint, it's probably going to be Clayton Kershaw because he's the big name. He's a Dodger. You know the deal. It should be Zach Allen, but I think it's going to be Clayton Kershaw because of the favoritism he gets within the media. Same with Otani. But Otani's having a better, um, arguably, not Clayton Kershaw's having a better pitching season than Otani, but um, Otani is Otani, and Kershaw's Kershaw, and both of those guys just are probably going to be the starters of the All Star game. Um, all right, Carlos Correa talked about the Giants and Mets situations from the offseason. He says it's easy to move on after failed offseason deals. I even, I haven't even checked their box score. My God. Coming down from Elliot Freeman right now, by the way. Um, the trade has put Phillips Adina on waivers. Yikes. Failed lottery pick yet right there. Um, the Cubs won't offer Marcus Stroman an extension yet and will not extend it before the trade deadline, but JIT will hinge on him remaining in contention. Um, it, I think he's going to be traded if they fall out of it, and I think he can help anybody. I... Don't think the Cubs would trade in division because the Reds need pitching. But um, I think he'd be a great fit there. I think he'd fit well in the Diamondbacks. I think the Twins could use him. Um, I think the Angels would be a wonderful fit for Marcus Stroman. That's who they should trade. They should trade him to the Angels if the Angels are still in it. The Cubs, if they fall out of it, should trade him to the Angels. Um, the Rangers acquire Aldis Chapman. From the Royals for lefty Cole Reagans and outfielder Ronnie Cabrera. Um, Aroldis Chapman's been pretty good this year for the Royals, so the Royals cash in and get two prospects for him. Um, a lot of people don't like this trade for the Rangers. Um, I don't 
really hate it right now, but I it could um uh bite them in the butt if he's terrible like he's been with the Yankees in their postseasons. So um you gotta uh keep our eyes on that. Um and then the Giants the New York football Giants are hopeful for Saquon Barkley. There's some level of optimism that both sides can reach a contract extension agreement before the July 17th deadline. So that is good news for the Giants. Um, before we get into um, best bet, one more news and notes. We have the ESPN cuts that took place on Friday. I think that um, they um, really um, – Laid the uh, the hammer with some of the uh, big names that got laid off, and it's sad. Among those let go: Max Kellerman, Keyshawn Johnson, Jeff Van Gundy, Jalen Rhodes, Lafonso Ellis, Susie Colber. Um. Among those, um, Jeff Van Gundy, to me, is the biggest disappointment layoff. Um, I think ESPN made a massive mistake in letting go of Jeff Van Gundy. Oh, and Steve Young was another one, too. Um, They also cut um, uh, June Lee, a baseball reporter. Ashley Brewer, their uh, L.A. reporter. Um... But Jeff Van Gundy, very disappointed to see him go. Um, that's, to me, the, the saddest one. And I think Jeff is going to be highly thought of after with all these networks to bring him in as, like, a lead analyst. Um, I think he's going to end up on TNT. That's my prediction. I think he'll end up on TNT with his brother and with Reggie Miller, and I think he will be the lead analyst on TNT – And I think his partner should be Iron Eagle. If I'm TNT, you remake your roster and make Jeff Van Gundy and Iron Eagle your number one broadcast team. That would be amazing. Um, I think they would have good chemistry together because I think Ian and Jeff can work with anybody. And I like the fit of Jeff on TNT with Iron Eagle. And then your number two team be... Uh, Kevin and Reg, just like back in the day when it was Marvin Steve as the top team. And then your three team will be Brian and Stan. And then Stan can come in and do um, games with Jeff and games with Reggie sometimes. But Brian Anderson should not be the lead guy on TNT because he has other responsibilities. He has baseball on TNT. I think he's a better baseball announcer than basketball announcer personally. And he has the Brewers. He does NFL, if I'm not mistaken. He does college sports, if I'm not mistaken. So Brian Anderson's a busy man. He should not be the lead guy. It should be Mr. Ian Eagle. I know Ian Eagle has a lot on his plate, too, and so does Kevin. But Ian, if Ian's going to be the lead voice of the NCAA tournament going forward, then he should be Turner's lead voice for the NBA, too. And I think he's wonderful. I think he's the second best... uh, local announcer 
in the business from like a 30 team standpoint. It's him and Mike Breen are your best two, ironically enough. Because that's Jeff's old partner and maybe his future partner in TNT. If I, my prediction comes true. So that's that. And then the other option for Jeff that I think is realistic is MSG. Clive Frazier's getting old. He has cut down his travel schedule. And then he's reunited with Mike Breen, most importantly. And I think that MSG is very likely for him. Or he goes to uh, Root Sports in Houston and does the Rockets, maybe, because he lives in Houston. But I think, if anything, um, it would be TNT and maybe occasionally on MSG to do some games with Mike Breen. So that would be uh, pretty cool. Um, uh, Jalen Rose, a longtime ESPN analyst. He's been there just as long as Jeff Van Gundy. Um, Obviously on Countdown. And he was on Get Up with Greeny for a little bit. So, um, maybe Jalen goes to TNT as a studio guy. Um, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Jalen. Um, Steve Young's a big loss for ESPN for their football coverage. Um, so is Matt Hasselback. He was also cut. So two big, lo- three big losses for Monday Night Football. It's those two and Susie Klober, who is the outstanding host of the Monday Night Football pregame show. So, really sad day at ESPN. And there are some other guys. David Pollock of Game Day also cut, and I like David Pollock. Pat McAfee is going to be on Game Day full-time. And Pat McAfee's kind of in an ESPN takeover mood right now. Obviously, um, friend of the show, George Brew, is close with Pat McAfee. So, maybe I'll get George on the talk a little bit about Pat when the time comes for um, um, his show to be on ESPN full-time. So um, that's that. So the other thing that might take away from David Pollack being cut, that means Lee Corso is not close to retiring. So that is a small silver lining in that because there was speculation that McAfee was going to replace Corso, but really he's kind of replacing David Pollack on that show, who... It was always on the desk with Reese Davis and Kirk Herbstreet and Desmond Howard and Corso. All right. Best bet of the day brought to you by FanDuel. I know this was a long one today. I had to talk about the ESPN cuts, obviously, because that was a big deal. Um, so best bet today, um, I am going to... Um, with this is a hard one. Um, uh, God, I love the Orioles against the Yankees, but it, I really don't have the balls to do it. Um, so. The one that jumped out at me was over Astros runs against the Rangers. That's what I'm going to do. It's a 2 o'clock game. At over 4.5 Astros runs. Um, I'm going to lay a half unit on it. So over 4.5 Astros runs. It's even money now, which is even better. So there you have it for the show. I'll be back tomorrow from an out-of-state location. So no best bets for the rest of the week. But... 
I'll give out my portfolio pick and my pick for the golf tournament coming up on the podcasts, respectively, on Tuesday and Wednesday. So that's that. So I hope you guys have a great day, everyone.